What's going on? Matt Savoka here from AwesomeO.com, bringing you the Week 16 DraftKings Main Slate Top Plays here. We're going position by position, as we always do, getting you ready for this Sunday slate. This Week 16 slate should be an excellent, excellent uh, third-to-last main slate of the NFL regular season. Before we get into this one, just want to remind you guys, go ahead and like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live. You guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoka, a follow on Twitter at Draftaholic, that would be much appreciated as well. We'd also like to thank our presenting sponsor, No House Advantage. You see the ad there at the bottom of the screen. No House Advantage is offering player props contests for all major sports for real cash prizes. Go ahead and download it from the App Store or Google Play or just go to nohouseadvantage.com and make sure to use promo code AWESOMO when you sign up because you can get a first match deposit bonus up to $25. It is so much fun over there. Go get started today. Okay, guys, on the screen here, you will see my top plays from the defense and special teams position. As usual, a little bit of ambivalence when it looks at, when we look at optimal lineup percentage here. We've got at least 10 teams with 5% to an 8% chance of being in the optimal lineup. It is basically play who correlates with your other players in your lineup, play what fits salary-wise. At five through one, though, we're looking at the Falcons, who have a pretty interesting matchup against a Detroit team that overperformed last week, but in general has been pretty bad offensively this year. The Seahawks are at number four, playing the Bears, could be without Justin Fields on that side of the ball for Chicago, so that's obviously a plus for the Seahawks. Then the Jaguars at number three, that's kind of an interesting one. Then some more chalky plays here. The Eagles at number two, 10-point favorites against the New York Giants, and then the Las Vegas Raiders going against the Denver Broncos here with Drew Locke at the helm, Teddy Bridgewater out. We always target defenses that are facing backup quarterbacks here, but we should get into the more interesting positions, dare I say. Let's go to the tight end position. At number five, it's Darren Waller. Not going to spend a lot of time here. He's probably out by the time this video even goes live here. But if Darren Waller plays, he's got a solid ceiling over 25 fantasy points, 26% of the time. Yes, he's under 10 fantasy points, 33% of the time. A lot of those times in our simulations, he's not playing at all. Of course, if he's in, he's the top option for Las Vegas against the Denver Broncos, but it looks like based on when I'm recording this on Friday afternoon, that Darren Waller is once again going to be missing here. So look to those 10 through six options. You got Dallas Goddard, Dan Arnold, CJ Uzoma, Cole Komet ahead of Darren Waller, or excuse me, just behind Darren Waller. They obviously all get a slight boost if Waller sits. Number four, it's Jared Cook. And Jared Cook absolutely gets a boost here because of Donald Parham's Pretty scary injury last week against the Chiefs. Hopefully he's doing much better, but it does not look like he's going to play in this matchup. And Austin Eckler is looking like a long shot to play in the backfield for the Los Angeles Chargers, which means in this game against Houston, where they are nearly 10 point favorites with a solid 46 point total here, they're gonna need someone to catch short area targets. Step, you know, that steps in Jared Cook's wheelhouse right away here. We could see seven targets easily for Cook once again, which is what he had last week. Much better than that four or five target range, which is where he was hovering around the last few weeks here. 3,500 for a tight end, never bad here, especially one that is approaching 10 fantasy points in a median projection. The Los Angeles Chargers up to eight in PFF's team's offensive grade, and Jared Cook should get a boost here in opportunity. Good enough 
for fourth best in our tight end rank. At number three, it's pro bowler Kyle Pitts. And yes, if you had him in season-long fantasy football, maybe you were a little disappointed in Pitts' rookie year. But compared to the rest of all rookie tight ends in the history of the NFL, Pitts is having one of the more impressive years we've ever seen, especially considering the fact that he wasn't supposed to be the number one receiving option in his own offense. He was supposed to be the number two option, but you know, that's the way things go sometimes in the NFL. We are seeing some volatility in his projections because he's a tight end. He's because he's a receiver on the Atlanta Falcons, but he's a good matchup against the Detroit Lions. They are six point favorites this week at home. Pitts is scoring over 25 fantasy points 21% of the time, still under 10 fantasy points 30% of the time, but he's still a solid, solid option in this mid-range here. 5,800 on DraftKings. He's in the optimal lineup 13% of the time. At number two, probably another player who might be ruled out by the time you are viewing this video, but Travis Kelsey, an obviously great player in a great spot if he is activated from the COVID-19 list in time to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been more uh, susceptible against opposing rushing attacks, but knowing the, the Kansas City Chiefs and their offense and the way that they played last week, we know what the ceiling is with Kelsey in the lineup. Now, if he isn't activated, we're gonna have to look to other players, probably not tight end Noah Gray. You probably just wanna go to other players on this list, like Kyle Pitts, like Jared Cook or Colt Met, something like that, or the number one play, I should mention. But Travis Kelsey, you saw what he's capable of doing last week as he dominated the fourth quarter and overtime of that win against the Chargers getting over 25 fantasy points in 33% of our simulations. Unfortunately, he may not be available for us this week. At number one, it's Rob Gronkowski. And I know Gronk is going to be competing with Antonio Brown in terms of who's going to be the number one receiver on the Buccaneers with Chris Godwin out for the year and Mike Evans very, very unlikely to play in this matchup this weekend. But still, against the Carolina Panthers, who are just kind of middle of the road, kind of league average against opposing receiving cores this year, we could see Gronk easily get upwards of 10, 11, even a dozen targets in this game. 6,200 salary is pretty high here, but the 14.6 median fantasy point projection is really solid as well. You want to play tight ends who are getting a ton of targets on teams that are favored by double digits, and that's exactly what we have for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see if this Tom Brady led offense can keep going without Evans and Godwin on the outside. Gronkowski is a big part of their plans going forward. So he's getting over 25 fantasy points in 26% of our simulations and just ahead of Kelsey. And likely this skyrockets a lot higher if Kelsey is ultimately ruled out here up to the 20% range. Rob Gronkowski is our number one tight end play for week 16 bringing it on back to like what 2018 good for you Gronk. now we're moving on to the wide receiver position at number five it's deontay johnson wide receiver for the pittsburgh steelers going against the kansas city chiefs who may be without some top options here and if they are johnson's starting to look like one of the more appealing wide receivers on the slate now 7500 that's pretty high here for wide receivers and especially on a team that is an underdog by double digits this weekend and Johnson only saw five targets last week. That was his lowest target total since week five of this year. So we're used to seeing Johnson with a significantly higher target share. In fact, in the five weeks previous, he had had at least 10 targets in each of those games. Now, this, the Pittsburgh offense isn't one of the premier offenses in the NFL anymore. They're 28th best in PFF's team offensive grades. But 
we're counting on that opportunity, that volume. We're hoping for a, a dozen targets, possibly, in a possible shootout in a 46.5 point total. Not bad. That's how Johnson's getting to over 25 fantasy points in nearly 43% of our simulations. He gets into the optimal lineup a solid 14% of the time. At number four, it's Mike Williams. And you're, you're going to notice that we are targeting the LA Chargers receiving core that is active in this game. You see Keenan Allen just outside the top five at sixth on our top 10 wide receivers list. Mike Williams at 6,100 in salary, looking like a really solid value, a median projection of 15.8 fantasy points. And that's because the Chargers are in a great spot. They are 9.5 point favorites against the Houston Texans. And they have a concentrated offense this week without Austin Eckler in the lineup and without Donald Parham likely. So you're going to see a lot of targets for Keenan Allen, for Jared Cook, and for wide receiver Mike Williams here. He had nine targets last week, which is pretty solid. In fact, he's had six or more, more targets in five straight games. In fact, in every single game since week nine, he's gotten there as well. So I'm not surprised to see him at over 25 fantasy points in over a third of our simulations. That's really, really solid for a player at 6,100 in salary. So the Chargers offense, top 10 in the NFL, EFF offensive grades, they are legit despite losing to the Chiefs last week. Williams shows up in the optimal lineup 17% of the time. At number three, I am definitely worried that you're going to look at this one and say, what is he doing in this top list? Because he's already been ruled out. But I wanted to make sure we went over what would happen if he's in. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is a great play if he's in. 8,400 is a very high salary for a wide receiver, but so is a 22-point median median projection here for Hill against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense just league average against opposing pass attacks Tyreek Hill could absolutely destroy he cannot destroy if he's on the COVID-19 list so obviously all players in the top 10 list below him get a solid bump up if Hill is not active this week at number two here's another player who is at risk of missing this week but this is not because of a COVID-19 situation. This is just a plain old injury, unfortunately, for DJ Moore. Missed a second straight practice as of when I'm recording this on Friday afternoon here. So DJ Moore is definitely at risk of missing this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if he's out, we get a, we could definitely give a boost to Robbie Anderson, but it might be to the point where maybe we don't want anyone in that Carolina Panthers offense. We'll maybe wait till next year with that team. But if Moore is in, obviously there is 10 or more target upside here. And at 5,700 in salary, that's looking like a fantastic value. If he plays again, he's in the optimal lineup over a third of the time and only gets under 10 fantasy points just 20% of the time is nearly a quarter of the time in our optimal lineup. It would be unfortunate if he misses here because Moore is in a great spot this Sunday. At number one, obviously, obviously it's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is having one of the most historic wide receiver one seasons we've ever seen. Cup has had 12 games in the top 12 wide receivers in scoring, in fantasy scoring this season. No other player this season at the wide receiver position has had more than seven such games this year. He has a ridiculous 70% chance of scoring 25 or more DraftKings points and just a 6.5% chance of scoring less than 10 fantasy points. Absolutely ridiculous floor and ceiling projection numbers. And look at that median projection. 27 fantasy points 
for a wide receiver against the Minnesota defense that ranks dead last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing wideouts this year. It could absolutely happen. Oh man, Cup is in an incredible spot. I like running it back with Jefferson on the other side as well if you can swing it salary-wise, but 9,100 is absolutely not too much for Cup this week. He comes into the optimal, optimal line of 31% of the time. On over to the running back position, number five, it's David Montgomery, running back for the Chicago Bears. They are six and a half point underdogs against the Seattle Seahawks, but the Seahawks are a bottom 10 team in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing offenses and they are easier to attack via the ground game than through the air which leads us to david montgomery being a solid option at this 5700 range now you'll see this week we have a lot of options in this 5500 to 6k range we have some free square options that are going to show up in the optimal lineup a ton of times so david montgomery is more of a tournament play here but i could absolutely see this working here 24 total opportunities last week 17 the week before that 30 the week before that so if you get 25 total opportunities including something like six targets which he's had in each of his last three games here you could easily see a running back one performance he's got a median projection of 16 points here and is getting over 25 fantasy points 31 percent of the time a really really solid solid week looking looks like for david montgomery here he's in the optimal lineup 16 percent of the time at number four it's josh jacobs and this is really a volume situation here for jacobs the matchup against denver isn't fantastic i guess he is technically a home favorite against the teddy bridgewater list denver broncos this week but jacobs real big boost is because he's getting more usage in the receiving game nine targets in week 13 six in week 14 a little bit down in week 15 he had just four targets but we're seeing a floor in terms of opportunities that we didn't see when Kenyon drake wasn't on injured reserve this season so with a four target floor and probably 15 to 20 carries coming his way against the denver broncos which by all means are one of the better defenses in the nfl that he could have a pretty solid game here i'm surprised to see such a big discrepancy between pff's team defensive grades which put the denver defense at 25th in the end in the nfl excuse me and schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed one of my favorite defensive metrics where the denver broncos are among one of the better teams in the league in fact they're top 10. so sometimes defensive metrics can be a little bit variable that's why jacobs is showing up in a pretty solid 16 percent of optimal lineups but you're really playing him for those ceiling scores he's getting over 25 fantasy points in 29 percent of our simulations the only reason i don't like that is because he probably has to get the end zone twice here still a really solid option he's my number four running back this week at number three it's justin jackson running back for the los angeles chargers and austin eckler is expected to miss this game here and that means justin jackson jackson who was already having double digit opportunities over a dozen opportunities last week now steps into a lead role in this chargers backfield he should get a lot of touches here 15 plus opportunities most likely in a game that the chargers should handle from start to finish so he is the first of our quote unquote free square options at the running back position at 4,200, getting a median fantasy point projection of 13.3 fantasy points. That's fantastic. Now, I'm not surprised to see his ceiling score down 
pretty far here. He's only over 25 fantasy points at 8.6% of our simulations. So maybe he makes more sense in cash games than in tournaments. But still, with the amount of projected volume against a poor defense like the Houston Texans, Justin Jackson looks like one of the best running back plays on the slate. At number two, it's Ronald Jones. And yeah, Leonard Fournette might be placed on injured reserve by the time you're watching this video. And the Buccaneers have already brought in reinforcements in the name in Le'Veon Bell this week. So we know that they are hurting at the running back position. We also know who is getting the first crack at being the bell cow rusher without Fournette in the lineup. That's Ronald Jones for sure. We could easily see 20 opportunities for Jones in this game as 10.5 point favorites against the Carolina Panthers on the road. We know that Tampa Bay likes to push the tempo. We know that they like to pass, but they are in the red zone and near the goal line enough that we always value their running backs, their primary running backs. And with no Gio Bernard, he's on injured reserve. So you only have Keshawn Vaughn and the aforementioned Bell behind you. I think you could see a ton of usage. And at 5,100, the median projection of nearly 17 fantasy points. I mean, that's awesome for a main slate. Free square alert for sure with Ronald Jones. He's in the optimal lineup 29% of the time. And at number one at the running back position, it's James Robinson. And there really aren't any pay-up options. Dalvin Cook is on the COVID-19 list. And Najee Harris and Joe Mixon, they are looking like meh values this week. So why not just go to James Robinson, who got 18 carries and six targets last week against the New York Jets, by far the worst defense in the NFL. Now, I know the Jaguars offense is 30th best in the NFL in PFF's team offensive grades, but the Jets are last in defensive grades by an absolute mile here. 19 fantasy point median projection over 25 fantasy points, 45% of the time. And he's got a solid floor because of that target share. James Robinson in the optimal lineup 29% of the time. And honestly, he is my favorite running back on this slate. Finally, we are on to the quarterback position. A pretty good week for quarterbacks here. And Matthew Stafford, the Pro Bowl snub, as Coach Sean McVay said, looks like a really solid option here. 6,700 in salary. That's pretty good. But we're seeing that 21-point median fantasy point projection. Really, 22 points uh, if it rounds up there. And they are two and a half point favorites against the Minnesota Vikings. Honestly, I think they could beat them by way more than that. And in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, Minnesota is second worst in the NFL. They are dead last to opposing wide receivers. So pair Stafford up with his star receiver, Cooper Cup, and profit from there. I think he could absolutely smash this slate. He is getting over 25 fantasy points 60% of the time. And in the optimal lineup, a solid 8% of the time this week. At number four, it's Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan is facing the Detroit Lions, one of the worst defenses in the NFL in schedule adjusted fantasy points, 31st in the NFL in team defensive grades. And they are likely not going to have Jared Goff for this contest here. So Matt Ryan and the Falcons have a chance to actually put a team away. They are six point favorites at home against the team here. That's great. So at 5,400, 19 points as a median fantasy projection, we'll take it for a player in Ryan who has been kind of up and down this season in adjusted yards per attempt. He's 22nd among all quarterbacks in the NFL. Still, this matchup is great. He's under 10 fantasy points in just 15 and a half percent of our simulations and over 25 fantasy points in nearly 45% of our simulations. 
the Falcons are just in a plain old great spot here. Matt Ryan comes in at number four in 9% of the optimal lineups. At number three, it's Jalen Hurts. And this is really simple here. 10-point favorites, even though it's a low Vegas total game. That's because the New York Giants are getting no implied points with Mike Glennon expected to be at the helm here. And so the, the Eagles should control this from start to finish, and they should be able to run the ball as much as they want with Miles Sanders and, of course, with Jalen Hurts, one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league this season. 6,400 salary, really not bad for a player with nearly a 22 fantasy point median projection. Of course, he's getting over 25 fantasy points in nearly 60% of our simulations. High floor, high ceiling play against a bad New York Giants defense. Bottom five and schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing offenses. And the Eagles, surprisingly, are seventh in PFF's team offensive grades here. Hurts looks like he's in a smash spot. He's in the optimal lineup 10% of the time. Number two, it's Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is probably going to end up being a tournament-only play here, especially at a 7,700 salary. Pretty increased for a player who's not going to have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Now, if they are in, that's why I put them in, those two players in our rankings here. Obviously, Mahomes becomes a fantastic option. Look, he's getting over 25 fantasy points in 58.5% of our simulations. But you know that number will come down if Kelsey and Hill are not activated in time for this game against the Steelers. You'll also see that spread, which is currently at 10.5 points in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs, begin to shrink. You'll also see that total likely go down because 46.5, I don't know. Mahomes could do it all on his own, absolutely. He's still leading the number 10 ranked PFF, a PFF graded offense in the NFL. But I ultimately think Mahomes drops down this list probably below Matthew Stafford and maybe even Russell Wilson if Hill and Kelsey aren't activated. Obviously, Mahomes is one of the best players in the league, but he's a risky proposition despite coming in at number two in our latest run of simulations. Finally, the number one quarterback on this slate it's Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert in a great spot against the Houston Texans on the road. The Texans, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, 29th in PFF's team defensive grades. And yes, they have that heartbreaking loss against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs last week. But look for Herbert and company to bounce right back. He's going to need to lean on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Jared Cook with Austin Eckler most likely out. That just means that the Chargers will probably just choose to beat the Texans with their quarterback instead of a more traditional balanced approach. I think Herbert could easily have over 330 yards and three touchdowns in this game. He's scoring over 25 fantasy points in two thirds of our simulations. A 23 point median projection is certainly good enough if you're gonna pay 7.2K for a quarterback here. He is in the best spot by far for any quarterback on the slate. That is why he is my number one play for the week 16 main slate. And that's going to do it for the week 16 DraftKings main slate edition of the contenders video. Let me know in the comments below, which of these were your favorite plays? Maybe some of your least favorite plays. I always like to hear what you guys are thinking. I think for me, the biggest surprise is even with Dalvin Cook ruled out in our latest run here, Alexander Madison not coming in in the top 10 in our optimal lineup percentage among running backs. That's the big surprise for me. By the way, guys, if you're looking for the FanDuel version of this video, it's around here somewhere. Take a look for it on the channel. We will be back on Sunday for the Sunday night football version of this video. It'll be out a little bit later than usual, taking a slight break for the Christmas holiday here. 
Until then, I'm Matt Savoka from awesomeo.com. Have a happy holidays, guys.